very honestly, me and my dad did not have the best relationship that I wanted us to have until we were, I was 25. How old am I now, Krishna? 26. Thank you. In my situation, things crept in. Rejection, there was addiction to pornography, there was addiction to sex. All these things crept in because I was missing my cover. I'm pretty sure unforgiveness got the key to a lot. And when you're dealing with hurt, I was hurting other people. Well, hurt people hurt people. Yeah, that's not a cliche. How can they go from hurt to being healed? I'm just gonna tell you what I did. Welcome to the Elevate It podcast, where we interview creatives who are going after their it, their inner tugging, their passion, come on somebody, their pursuit, the things that they feel compelled to do. And we have somebody very special in the studio with us today. But before we go there and I introduce who the special guest is, you know, by now we have mic drop moments. So listen, no matter where you are as a creative, right? Whether you're on the ministry side, the business side, creating, whatever, you're compelling, you're calling, your passion is. When you hear something that touches you in a way to encourage you, inspires you, motivates you, and gives you help in your journey, we want you to drop that emoji, those mic, mic icons, excuse me, for that mic drop moment so that we can go ahead and leave the comment section full of encouragement, words of wisdom, gems, nuggets, so forth and so on. And that's no pressure for our guests to go ahead and have a mic drop moments, but probably going to fill them anyway. So, anywho, <laughs> who we have with us? You know, I, I, I thought about this. I was trying to think when we first met. Mm. Do you remember? Do you I know? do. You, don't, you do know? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we can get into that. Okay. But I was trying to think that thing through. But anyway... I like to build this up. So this is the part where I, I talk a lot about you and then you got to sit there and receive it and not, and okay. not, not deflect. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yes. A mighty man here, but I put my, my, my preacher voice on a mighty man of God right there. <laughs> no, truly. Uh, we have uh, a man truly. And I mean, this from the bottom of my heart, a man after a guy's own heart. I mean, creative, I mean, from playwriting, an author, right? Mm -hmm. um, leading movements in college on college campus. Um, I've had the opportunity to walk with you. Um, I've had the opportunity to speak on behalf <laughs> of you. You've come on over to our church. Uh, you've been a prophetic voice, an accurate, might I say, prophetic voice in our lives. And we are super excited to have you here uh, on the Elevate It podcast. Isaiah, Bishop Isaiah... <laughs> Isaiah Rogers, welcome to the Elevated Podcast, <laughs> Thank bro. Thank you so much. How you doing, dude? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. You was acting up a little bit off camera, but you know, <laughs> doing good, doing good. So tell us a little bit about who Isaiah is. Man, um, who am I? I am who? Um, <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah, I am. Um, my name is Isaiah, obviously, as we already stated. We did. Um, 26 years old. Let's see. I got kicked off my parents' insurance. And started, 26 and started years old. Forgetting my age. Your yeah. Age. 26. Yeah. Okay. Um, I love doing stage plays. I love acting sometimes. I love, I really love producing mm -hmm. and writing in general. Mm -hmm. um, I go to Westchester University and I love God, period. You're so, a preacher too. Yeah, I am a preacher. You, and you preach. I do. You do. Yep. When I'm called. When you call. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about your passion. Um, my passion 
overall, if you were to put it as an umbrella, is to help people um, basically kind of find their purpose in life or how to ever get there. So whether it's, you know, ministry wise, whether it's creating an outlet for you to be in theater, to discover your passion or writing, mm-hmm. um, that's what I love seeing someone who may have not had a passion before find their passion that they can um, thrive in mm. so that they can um, be successful in life. So, so you help to align people pertaining to their purpose. Mm-hmm. That's dope. That's powerful. Is that easy to do? No, no. Okay. It's not because you meet people with different personalities mm-hmm. And I know many times you had to, you know, mm-hmm. come ruffle my feathers. Like, okay, you can't, you can't, you can't be upset or you can't say nothing. I'll be like, okay. okay, but no, it's not easy, but it's worth it at yeah. the end of the day. Um, you deal with different personalities, especially being in theater. People always tell me I'm extra mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm goofy or anything of that nature, which might be true, but, but. Um, in reality, mm-hmm. I still deal with different personalities, but hey that's what i love to do so when you love it you'll take whatever comes with it that's dope so that's your min- that's your ministry yeah that's dope i'm proud of you man thank i've you. said it publicly before but i would say it publicly on this platform i'm proud of you thank you for all that you're doing uh how god is using you and that's amazing but we're gonna go deeper okay okay because i think a huge part of um on an elevated podcast is is talking about the journey Right. And so, you know, it seems as though you have a lot of clarity on your purpose, your call and your your identity. But has it always been that way? No, absolutely not. So let's let's go there. Take us through the the years and times of uncertainty. Um, well, I'm a not Southwest Philadelphia boy, but my family's from Southwest Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents were never married. Mm-hmm. Um, when they were together, I can't even really recall when they were together, but I know that my parents had always been separated. Um, very honestly, me and my dad did not have the best relationship that I wanted us to have until we were, I was 25. How old am I now, Krishna? 26. Thank you. Um, and so it, that played a lot into what I went through as a, in my upbringing, So the types of relationships that I sought out um, from friendships or from females, um, just desiring that type of love, not knowing I needed it from my dad, Mm. wanted it from my dad, Um, dealing with those areas of, you know, abandonment and rejection and all those upbringings, it made me kind of like question who I was. I always tried to find a way to fit in or find a way to please people, but that always wasn't the best option wow and all at the end of the day um there was a time even in college my freshman year you know it's your freshman year you're still trying to find yourself i was 17 when i went into college and so i met a group of friends you said 17 17 and you're 26 okay go ahead yeah 1997 i'm 26 don't be confusing me okay go ahead i was 17 I was 17 when I went into college and I met, you know, uh, friends that I have now, like my lifelong friends. Mm -hmm. But because I didn't know who I was, those relationships got real rocky. Mm -hmm. It was, okay, you, we can see that you are this person. Like, this is who you are to your core, but you still want to be this gangster, this, not gangster, I don't want to be no gangster, this 
lover, not lover boy. I don't know how you play it. There you go. You want to be this player that just wanted to be in everybody's face. Um, but no, you're dealing with hurt. And when you're dealing with hurt, I was hurting other people. Well, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, that's not a cliche. That's a mic drop moment, ladies and gentlemen. Hurt people, hurt people. Do you feel like it was something that you were doing intentionally? No. I feel as though when you're dealing with these issues, I'm just use my dad's example. Okay. When you're dealing with the father-son issue, if you don't address it, yeah. you're just acting out of there's something missing, but you don't know what it is. Wow. And so you are hurt, which is causing you to hurt people, but you don't want to hurt people, but you're so hurt that it's just reflecting on every relationship that you have. Mm. Father wounds. Yes. Yeah. I can identify with that. I think on my, on my personal journey and story. So my biological father is deceased. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was five or six, uh, when he had passed on. And so I can recall growing up and you're talking about the area of like feeling like there was something missing or something. I can remember, um, you know, having friends and they would go home and have mom and dad and so forth and so on. I would go home with, you know, just mom and situations like that. Mm -hmm. I don't think it really, really hit me till like, till I got older as well. But what's unique and what's dope is that even though my biological father wasn't there, my um, stepfather, which we don't do stepfather because step is the one that stepped off, right? Yeah. So I just it's just my dad, mm -hmm. um, him, uh, my father-in-law, uh, which is what we call my father-in-love, and other men that God has really put around me. I like to think that the area where it was absentees for those years, like he put a team around us mm -hmm. to go ahead and operate to help give what was there and if man wasn't there god was there all along yeah which was dope as well mm -hmm. can you concur yeah i i have a when i i understand the stepdad thing when i do uh mention him the people i do refer to him as my stepdad but he's my dad <laughs> he's been in my life since i was two years old wow so there's memories he has. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, he always tells a story. He's like, you know, I tried to grab your hand when we was walking across the street mm -hmm. and you was walking and then something told you to look up and you let go of my hand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but so, yeah, he's always been a part of my life. Um, but very honestly, Christian, I feel as though that was the only man figure in my life other than, you know, a spiritual leader sure. that I trusted okay. because if the biological, the person who is supposed to operate as a father in my life yeah. was not operating as my father, thank God I had my stepdad. Yeah. But if I didn't have him, I definitely would have been like, no, I have a whole bunch of aunts and aunties and sisters and cousins, female cousins. I'm in a very heavy female dominant, dominated family okay. to where I needed men coming up, mm -hmm. but I didn't always have that. Mm. So, wow. I feel like that is important, especially if you're in a, I ain't married and I ain't got no kids, but especially if you're on a grow up in a, a blended family or a co-parenting family, there needs to be some type of men. If the father is absent, I believe there needs to be some type of strong, strong men mm -hmm. around a son so that he can still get the nutrients that he needs in life from a man. Mm. Wow. We went there just at, at the very beginning, huh? Sorry. No, we that's, good. That's what happened. We good. Because look, listen, somebody might be going through or processing those situations. And um, a lot of the fellas that's, that's jumping on, not not negating or neglecting the, the ladies. But um, growing up is some things. That's why we purposely talk about on the podcast, just real stuff that we can, we can process. And having the absence of a father figure um, can 
it it can it can damage some things. I can remember the twins or mm-hmm. my my son or our sons. Lanisha's always in in the background. Ain't that right, baby? Yeah. All right. So, um, not always in the background. We're gonna get her on the schedule, but she's in the background as of right now. But our our twins were um going to preschool, mm-hmm. and believe it or not, they came home one time and they were like, um, I think they told Lanisha, "We don't want a dad," and it wrecked me. And I was like, it was around the time like where I like had lost my biological father. So I was just really emotional. Like, why would they come home? We found out that they were being teased because they were the only kids at that time in that class who had both their mother and father physically present because Lanisha would pick them up and then I would pick them up or we would pick them up together. And so I then realized that this thing shifted growing up for me. That was a little bit rare to a degree, but for the kids, it was, it had switched. Wow. So there's a bit, book uh, called that my, uh, my pastor gave me called uh, where is Adam? And I can remember reading that book talking about where's the, the, the black man at pertaining to that area and aspect of it. What? No, I was thinking about Adam what? Um, on my way that. here. <laughs> um, but even, even to the point of even what you're saying, us as men, even though I'm not a father yet, so I'm not going to tell fathers what to do, but us as men need to realize the position that we have. I guess I'm going spiritual real quick. The position that we have, like there's always order, right? Mm-hmm. And so man was created in order. Mm-hmm. There was man, then there was woman, woman, mm-hmm. and then there were the children. Mm-hmm. And so if there's no man there, the family is missing their covering. Hmm. and so if you're if you're a man and you're like i just want to walk away from my family your children can very much be uncovered in this world at this time hmm. this world is they hate children i've never seen so much animosity towards children to where they're trying to revert or negate and wipe out man the man of the house the head the covering hmm. of the house and so if they don't have no covering then they're left uncovered hmm. And when they're left uncovered in my situation, things crept in rejection. There was addiction to pornography. There was addiction to sex. All these things crept in because I was missing my covering. Hmm. So, wow. That's deep. Sorry. No, you're good. Drop my mic. Because, and even here we honor, honor the areas of perspectives as well. Um, pertaining to, to, to what you said, but I'm thinking about too, how not just, just the fact of man and male, and I get that, um, what, what you're saying, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the area and aspect of, um, the blame too. Like, I think growing up, we got to be careful too, that we can blame the absence of the father too. Ooh, yeah. So we don't do the self-examination. So maybe dad or somebody wasn't there. Okay. But at some point in time, I had to come off of my, my biological father wasn't there. I wasn't taught this. Somebody didn't do this and realize that I can shift this thing. And God get, has given me what I need mm-hmm. to move forward. Mm-hmm. So I had to shift because believe it or not, for me, it started creating a uh, a lack mentality. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I wasn't enough or I didn't have or whatever the case may be. But now coming to an area of abundance, right? So even you, you say you're, you're um, 
stepdad was there. Mm-hmm. You also your pastor. Mm-hmm. You have figures that have been around yeah. your life to help you even get to that point in that place, right? So, what would you say to um, a brother that may be watching or or processing the situation, hearing the story, have their hearts, their their feelings, their mindset? How can they go from hurt to being healed? Um, in a in a process. I'm just gonna tell you what I did. Okay. My dad, um, hey dad, if you're watching this, love you so much. <laughs> um, and this these are things that we already talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, he was he was present mm-hmm. as a father. Mm-hmm. Like he did what he had to do. Mm-hmm. He had to pay child support, all this stuff. He did that. Take you to the basketball game. Well, I didn't play basketball, but take you to school. He mm-hmm. did that. But the relationship wasn't there. I understand. And so what I had to do at January of this year. I was sitting in a training at work for, for work. Mm-hmm. And I had recalled, I was in this class at church one time and this guy, he said, you know, um, I just felt the urge to just call my dad and I apologize to my dad mm-hmm. for how our relationship is. And that opened up the door for his dad to then say, you know, I apologize. And his dad was like able to look within himself and say, you know, this is where I, this is where I missed the mark. Mm -hmm. And then they were able to have a conversation. And then when he said that, I said, I wish I would apologize to you. Yeah. Hmm. I said, I wish I would for what I didn't do anything. Right. And then I sat in work, my voice getting all high. Sorry. I sat in work in the front desk and Everything just started coming to me. Well, this is probably what you did. You. Me. Not your father. Not my father. Okay. This is this is where the area could have went wrong. Or this is where the lack of communication. This is where I opened up the door. Wow. This is and I was like, oh my gosh. Self-examination. Yeah. Wow. And so when I had to sit there and think, when I had to sit there and be like, okay, this is not all his fault. One, my dad did not know his dad. Mm-hmm. He knew of his dad. He's seen his dad, what, I think he told me three times. Mm -hmm. The last time he saw him was in a casket. Mm. The father that I thought was my dad, which is my grandfather, Mm -hmm. he passed. Mm -hmm. Um, He was there. He had to step in and be the father for him. Mm -hmm. And so what my dad, his mentality was, I'm going to do better than my dad, Mm -hmm. which he did. But when those areas weren't addressed, then there was still some type of lack there. Yeah. But <clears throat> to sit around once, once that thing came to me, I was like, I can't sit around and be mad no more. Mm-hmm. You did what you thought was best. Yeah. And so I had to say, Hey dad, I want to just ask you for forgiveness. Like, hold, I, want, hold I want you on, to forgive me. So let's, let's hold on. <laughs> so how to heal through from, 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 from hurt to healing. Right. Mm-hmm dealing with the area of father wounds, Mm -hmm. you're saying your first step was what? Asking for forgiveness. You're hurt. And your first step was asking for forgiveness. Okay. I asked for forgiveness. Once I asked for forgiveness and my forgiveness was accepted, the amount of pressure that I felt come off of me Mm -hmm. was like... (laughs) Like not to be deep, but like I felt like when Jesus said, "Take the grave clothes off of Lazarus." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like things just started falling off of me. I mean, like generational things just coming off of me. Yeah. 
And then it was turned around and say, well, I need you to forgive me for X, Y, and Z. Hmm. And because now you have given me the opportunity yeah. to forgive you, once forgiveness happens, mm -hmm. <laughs> there is no record of wrong. Wow. 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 So your father responded as well? Yeah. So you, this is the year of the open door. So, so you opened the door mm -hmm. for healing to begin, even being one who was hurt. But your father, from your story, was also hurt. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily by you per se, but he had father, probably father wounds. Mm -hmm. So generations upon generations of the father wound hurt people, hurting people, or so forth and so on. But you sh you're saying you shifted that mm -hmm. by humbling yourself and coming from the area and saying, you know what? It's not even about right now what your personal area of hurt is when God revealed to you what you needed to do. You wanted to go ahead and make that that right. Yep. I feel like I apologize to a whole lineage of men wow that was hurt wow mm. wow wow so that happened recently that happened in january of 2023 how has things i talk to my dad every week that's amazing that's amazing if i don't talk to him because you know life gets busy okay mm -hmm. but we we talk to each other have conversations we hang out that's so. dope that's dope that is that's amazing. Somebody listening again, not just uh, focusing on the brothers, because we have uh, awesome, amazing uh, ladies that listen as well. Um, and, you know, that the father wound thing can can happen. I love the fact that you said my father was still he was present, mm -hmm. but those wounds can happen. And I'm not sliding men, period. Like, I love men. I'm a celebrator of men. It's is not easy. Matter of fact, we need to be continuing to raise. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the celebration of, of manhood and what God is doing in our hearts and mind of restoring these relationships pertaining to that. So there are men I know that are, are, they're doing it, they're mm -hmm. doing it and, and, and kudos, let's continue to go ahead and do that. But for the sake of conversation about those who have been scarred in those situations, I love the fact that forgiveness, um, is is a, is a huge piece that hit your heart and your mind and how you went went about that process. Mm -hmm. So for somebody listening and processing those things, you're probably you could have probably been where Isaiah was initially. Like I ain't saying nothing. I'm not in the wrong. But when you practice like self awareness or self examination, it's not about the other person as much. It's like processing and saying, okay, what could I do? Lanisha and I coach couples, and we often are saying, you know, if you just keep pointing to the other person, right, you're not looking at at yourself. Mm -hmm. What could you do differently? Even if you were done wrong, you can always look and see how you could uh, uh, shift this thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so maybe you're hearing what Isaiah is saying, and you're saying, you know what? Yeah, I'm not feeling that. But there's something deep down within, God within, it's like, you know what? That may be the step. And maybe the person that hurt you, a uh, father or mother or whatever the case may be, is not even here. Maybe they physically left this earth, but you still can, for you still can forgive. Mm -hmm. Right? And I'm not saying it's easy. It's not. I'm not saying uh, we know your story or your particular situation, but I, I'm learning that, um, like you said, the, the the grave clothes can go ahead and come off because uh, harboring unforgiveness, resentfulness, uh, hatred, frustration, all those things can hinder our health. It can hinder our motivation. It can hinder our call and our purpose for doors to even open up. So, And let me say this, since you just said that, then, then we can move on if you want. Good. 
unforgiveness is a gatekeeper. Mm. So if you think about a gatekeeper in the prison, right? You think of the person who lets you in and lets you out. Unforgiveness, I'm pretty sure unforgiveness got the key to a lot to what you were saying, to open up doors, to, you know, receive that abundance, to receive that, you know, anything that you need that you've been waiting for, it can really be locked up by unforgiveness. Wow. Hmm. Unforgiveness is like, no, we're going to keep this locked up because you don't need to forgive. Mm -hmm. Not knowing that forgiveness can open up that door and say, well, here comes a million dollars your way. Wow. Because especially if God told you to do it because you're obedient here, here comes blessings. Yeah. I'll bless your hands. I'll, I'll make you prosperous. Yeah. Um, but unforgiveness is a gatekeeper. It, it keeps a band. It keeps things in too. You know, it, it'll, it'll let abandonment come in. Wow. It'll let rejection come in. It'll let confusion in your identity come in. Cause that's where I struggled at. Mm -hmm. And it'll just lock them in there. Wow. What do you mean you struggled at? What do you mean? And I didn't know who I was, okay. knowing who I was, what I liked, um, like what food I liked, who I wanted to be, um, whether I was this holy, sanctified person or whether I was the person who wanted to sleep around in college. That was me. Hmm. Thank God I figured out who I was. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> and you think that... Your father wounds contributed to that mm -hmm. or the identity aspect? I would say it contributed to the identity, which contributed to everything else. Okay. If I knew who I was, I would know I, very honestly, I don't need to sleep around to get cool points mm -hmm. on college. Okay. Um, if I knew who I was, you know, I wouldn't have let certain people mishandle who me period. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm not blaming the father. I'm, the wounds yeah. were there for there just to be pricking. If you prick the wound, somebody gonna respond. Okay. So okay. A huge part of your uh we do a, a segment in here called Elevate in Your Element. And typically we would go to your element and um get a clip of you operating, right? So we may have to do that at a different a different time, a different different bring you back pertaining to that. But I know a huge part of your ministry is college. Mm -hmm. And so prayerfully, um you're, you're watching. And I want to take the moment to actually speak to that, like to the mindset and even in the area of college and the collegiate level and the things that um, people go through mentally, emotionally. The reason why I paused before when you said you started college at 17, 17 and you're 26. That's not four years. No, it's not. Right. Right. So that's a story. Mm -hmm. Right. Um. Talk to me about the area of this journey and what you feel and see, even as well as like your, yourself, what college students are processing and going through at this time. Um, so, yeah, I started in 2015 as a freshman. I was 17 years old. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I did some, I had my fun in college my first couple of years. I joined a fraternity. Um, I was still singing on the gospel choir. I was still doing my own thing, but I started partying too much. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of lost focus of why I was in school. And so in 2018, I got a text message that said, enjoy your last semester. I'm no longer paying for school. Mm. <laughs> I said, hold on, hold on. What are you talking about? I'm not, I'm not paying for school no more. I just saw your grades. Mm. So I said, all right, well, 
if she ain't gonna pay for them, I guess I'm just gonna have to find a way. So I still got housing and all that stuff. I was like, I'll just get a job. Um, I had a job. I worked at Target. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, like, all right, my car broke down. I need a new car. Foolish thing of me. I didn't even meet you yet. I think I met you this next semester, though. Mm. Um, foolish of me. I went and got a BMW X3. <laughs> White? White. Is that, we was around. Yeah, good. Not when I got it. Okay. It came the next semester. BMW X3. And so then the, the day after I got the car, I got fired. Whoa. What? BMW X3 and no and no and no job no job had the Uber Eats for a semester and, and the BMW and the BMW <laughs> that luxury they thought they was getting hors d'oeuvres no you getting this Wawa um and so how'd you process that man get through that I had to survive how because how yeah what'd you do to Uber Eat. Yeah, just Uber Eats. That's what got you through the season? Yeah, it was. It was Uber Eats. And because me and my mom weren't seeing eye to eye because of what she told me, mm-hmm. like I was real petty. I think I'm 75% delivered from pettiness. but 75%? 75%. That's the majority. Okay. Certain things I'd be like, oh. You still got it. Yeah, I still got it. Yeah. It's in my toe. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm, I'm not petty at all. I'm not. I ain't too petty. Excuse me. Somebody's laughing. Um, We're going to edit that part out. <laughs> but... Because we weren't seeing eye to eye, I said I ain't going home. So what did I do, Christian? I don't know. Sound like pride about to come out though. I slept in the car. What? Did you? I slept in the car. And it was a luxury car. Luxury car. Slept in the car. Thank God the windows was in it. Slept in the car. Whole time I'm doing power hour during the season. What? Getting up every Sunday at Westchester campus. Ministering to the kids, God gonna make it work. Prophesying to the kids. Whole time, <laughs> my life is in shambles. Wow. And my my parents didn't find out until New Year's Eve service. I preached on Paul and Silas, mm-hmm. and they were distraught. Wow. This is like, how come we didn't know? Well, first of all, you told me get, you, I had to pay for school, <laughs> but pride, like you said, wow. was in the way. And so now I decided, okay, I just need to take a break. Um, I tried to go back, I think three times before, like I tried to take a summer class, then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of obstacles in the way. And so it wasn't until I was in church one Sunday, my pastor preached on when David asked the Lord, shall he pursue? He said, you shall recover all. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, God. So what are you saying? Should I go back to school? I said, if I go back to school, I don't want to pay a dime out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. And I'm back in school. How much you paid? Not a dime out of my pocket. But, and then, so going back to school, I went with a purpose now. Okay. Right? So I went back and I was like, okay, I am, I am here to get my education, mm-hmm. but I don't want anyone that I meet or encounter to ever have to go through what I went through. Okay. And so I tell them. So you're on assignment too. I'm on assignment. Mm-hmm. I'll be there. I'll be like, you want to do what? Mm-hmm. Get your schoolwork done. Mm-hmm. Let me see them grades. Mm-hmm. Especially those who are, I don't want to call them mentees, but like the ones who are younger than me that always not cling, but flock or not flock. Lord, I ain't got no posse. I don't want to make it seem like that. But 
the younger ones who I have a relationship with, I was like, okay, what's your grades looking like? Like, because I need you to get out of here in four years. Because mm. it took me, what, eight? Mm. I need you to get out. Okay. I need you to do whatever you think you need to do here, but get out, get your education, and then move on. Wow. Wow. Because granted, I have been here a long time, and I have been on assignment for most of them. But I told, I think I told someone this the other day, if I had just did what I was supposed to do from the get-go, you probably would have not met me. Mm -hmm. Granted, you probably needed to meet me, but you don't have to go through this. Mm. Get your education. Do what you got to do. Get what you need to succeed. Get what you need. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Let's, let's, let's do some encouragement pertaining to that because somebody's watching and they might be feeling like they want to give up. And um, not just about college, but I just want to say like your assignment, right? Because the difference from what I'm hearing is like this time you're like, I'm on assignment. I made some petitions pertaining to God that this is what my, my, my plea is, my, my request. I'm finishing and congratulations from what I hear. You'll be graduating. Thank you. May 2024. May 2024. Congratulations. Um, but some words of encouragement. What would you say to somebody who's processing those situations? You know, perhaps they're in school and they are not necessarily even taking it serious or they're just going through a point where they just want to give up. What would you tell them? I would say find your passion in, in what you are studying at school. Once you find your passion with your degree or your major, um, you'll be able to really work and have that desire to meet the end goal. Mm -hmm. My my major is writing. <laughs> A couple of weeks ago, I looked up the salary for writers. Mm -hmm. Yes, amen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if nothing drives you, money might. But to find your passion, to find your it. Mm -hmm. And what you really want to do in life, even if you don't know what you want to do in life, you can search, you can search who you are. And nine times out of 10, who you are can match up to your passion. Mm. And you can use those two things to come together like magnets mm -hmm. and be able to make what you have work. Mm -hmm. If you have little, I think about the lady who said, I only got a little bit of oil. Yeah. You can make it spread. Mm -hmm. So find what your passion is and then you'll be able to succeed. I I tell you, you'll be able to succeed. Mm. Take that to the bank and cash it. Mm. What I have oh, thank you, Jesus. is a little bit of oil. That's what I believe she 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 had said in the in the text. Mm -hmm. A lot of people view that what they have is not enough or a little bit. But in the area of multiplication when God gives a specific strategic and or prophetic word as we follow through, it expands. It's expansive. And the instruction, if my mind serves me correctly, was to go ask for borrowed containers. Yeah, borrowed vessels, yeah. And so the borrowed containers were to, to hold what it was that the person had a value, mm. which she had a value. So those borrowed containers in our lives sometimes is coming from that particular, what, what can hold what I have to offer? Mm -hmm. So not only do we have to come from a posture and a place of saying, okay, now I've identified this is what I have, right? It's not about if it was little or much or whatever, but this is what I have of value. Can I, not, and, and, and God, how can I pour this in? Where do you want me to pour this in? It's not necessarily something that I own, but even something that I pour myself into is at a posture and a place so it can be filled 
and it takes that empty container vessel to a different place of value as well, mm -hmm. right? So then now that's used for resources and finances that can be sold, so forth and so on, and you can have enough. But then it's a borrowed container. The text doesn't clearly say it, but my thought process is that that borrowed container is borrowed will go back to the ones who had owned that situation. Mm -hmm. So even a lot of us is processing ownership. We're processing this and processing that, so forth and so on. What I would say is just pour your oil mm -hmm. in the containers that 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 has the capacity to handle what you have to offer. Mm -hmm. I believe that's where the resources and the blessings and the breakthrough is. And, and to even piggyback on that, if you are a business owner, if you are a creative or you're just trying to find someone, you're just trying to find your passion, strengthen that which remains. Hmm. So you may be very good at um, public speaking. No, don't use public speaking. You may be good at math, right? Mm -hmm. Enhance your skills or whatever you're good at. Enhance it until you find a door that opens for you. Mm. So you may be very good at coaching and mentoring until you are told to let up off of coaching and mentoring. Mm -hmm. Just stay there. Mm. Strengthen it. Make sure it's the best that it can be so that when you are ready to go to the next level. Yeah. You'll be you'll be even more ready. Like you just walk up in there like you mm. somebody strong because you strengthened this area so that you don't have to go back to the area to say, okay, I didn't learn everything here mm -hmm. for the next level. So now I got to leave the next level to go back to strengthen my skills here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Strengthen, strengthen yourself here. Let's not be so much in a rush. And this is how I had to learn. Strengthen what you have. Mm -hmm. Perfect what you have. So that when it is time to move up, you can move up and you're just taking the qualities right with you. Mm -hmm. You don't want to go with the left arm being weak, but the right arm is strong. Yeah. You want to be strong in your whole area and your whole passion. So strengthen what you have now. Yeah. Even if it's like, well, I don't see nothing happening for me right now. Perspective is a, is a key thing. Find what is working and make it work. Yeah. You, you may be good at social media, find different ways to come up with different uh, social media strategies or a different way or a different platform to make flyers or a different way um, to make video content, strengthen what you have now creatively so that when you want to maybe create a movie or a short film, you will have the basic qualities to grow on, mm -hmm. to make someone be like, I'm going to spend money on you. Yeah. Because my time is money. Yeah. 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 What well, you're talking, I was hearing a uh, next level leadership mm -hmm. and um, <clears throat> I just, I, that's my sense. My sense is that um, those, the, those that are watching um, there's a realm, there is, there's a remnant of us who are going into next level leadership and the, the, the tying it together comes from the aspect of um, strengthening what you're talking about, the area of strengthening uh, the main thing. Uh, foundational. The other things will build up, but there's a, there is a high, there is a, uh, more so like a distraction that are out there, shiny objects type of situation. Like this might, I can do this. This might be more money or this might be a different level of opportunity. This might, but it's not the main thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I'm continuing to sit there in that area of the main thing and develop that, right. Um, uh, Saul, right. Says to David, put this armor on. Right. Oh, big. Put, put, put it on. Right. Mm -hmm. So because of the king had said it, 
through that area of authority, he needed to put that on. Mm -hmm. And he did, but he realizes he put that on that this is not what I'm gifted for. I need my slingshot and my smooth stones. And so for me to operate in this way, right, I could have had this weight on me that I'm not accustomed to. And I sense my sense is that there's some who are trying to take on a weighty position, but it's not their area of their oil and what they're supposed to operate from. Their oil and their operation is not that heavy. It may seem that that's the title or that's the function or that's the business or that's the area to be in, but that's not for you at the area. Your yoke is easy pertaining to your burden is light. So you don't have to take on the heavier situations when you've been gifted with the slingshot and the three three stones. It's a next level of leadership and it's not based on what it may look like because we're entering to some areas of some miracles, some signs and some wonders of some things taking place. Mm -hmm. But those miracle signs and wonders that are taking place, it's not looking the way that we should think that they should. So we need to operate from what and not focus on how or where. And as we sense those things, my God, um, then those things are going to go ahead and begin to take place and happen and manifest so forth and so on, not even being focused on that. So like he said, strengthen the area for what is the main thing for you. Focus on that. Focus on the area of, of, of impact. Trust me, using this podcast, I thought the numbers we are subscribers now, I will be there in one week. Mm-hmm. It, t- it took me two months to even get to where we are right now. But I started focusing on the wrong thing. I started, oh, got this, got that, so forth and so on. But the main thing is for you to operate in what God has called for you to operate in and sharing our journey. Sometimes it's father wounds. Sometimes it's disappointment. Sometimes it's frustration. Sometimes it's the success. Sometimes it's the pain. Sometimes it's all the stuff that we're dealing with and wanting to give up. So if we're staying there encouraging brothers and sisters to operate from what God is calling us to, because it's a next level of leadership and the leadership does not look like anything that you have seen or witnessed. You are a water walker, not a land lover. So we got to continue to walk in those areas of value. And the Bible says, if you be faithful over a few things, I'll make you ruler over many. And so if you're watching this podcast, I really want you to be encouraged that what you have now is good enough. Okay. Whatever you're doing now, if you're pursuing this career, it is good enough. If you're a singer and all you get is small gigs, do the best of your ability to make sure your small gigs are treated as though it is the largest gig you will ever get. My, my, my. I've seen people do it. I've seen the the men of God right here <laughs> be faithful over little things. And I tell you, I tell you, Mark, I don't know what day you dropping this. Mark my word <laughs> that he will be a ruler mm. over many things. Mm. I mean, if you if you had the opportunity to be under his mentorship, to be a mentee of him and his wife, like I'm telling you that it's next level leadership, as if he said, like, Mm. it's just going to be doors opening for creatives. Mm. If you are a creative, you can even hashtag that, write it down, write it down, write down your journal creatives. My doors are opening in 2024. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Because the things that I want, because you can be faithful over a little thing, Christian, Mm -hmm. because you can be faithful and because you can strengthen the things that he's giving you, the ideas, the strategic plans, the many ministries, watch what God going to do. 
beginning in 2024. Mm-hmm. For years, people say miracle signs, one is miracle signs, one is, I do believe it. But I, I, I'm, as much as I can see right now, I'm looking for something that I can see with my natural eye. Mm-hmm. Like, if you say you got a million dollars, just screenshot your bank account. Wipe, <laughs> wipe, out, wipe out your account number. I'm not going to steal it. But that's where we got to be as creative. Strengthen what you have mm-hmm. so that you then can receive what you need yeah and you're about to receive everything you need yes sir he told me i was going to say this on the podcast i was trying not to it got me all hot and it's not the jacket (laughs) oh i love it man i love it i love you man i love you too this is what happens when we we link up we just start feeding off of each other jesus yes dude because he quickened and i almost went down Mm -hmm. pour this table up (laughs) and drank my juice Mm -hmm. it's actually juice in here Mm. (laughs) Mm. Get ready though, creatives. Get ready. You a play writer? I guess I'm talking to myself for that one. Mm-hmm. Write your next play. I don't mean you're gonna put it out in January. Mm-hmm. But people saying, "When you do another show?" I said, "Let me graduate first. <laughs> but I plan to do a show next year. Wow. Wow. I mean, my production should go like this. I took a break. I didn't leave anything. I've been doing things. Yeah. So. I have not been doing plays, but my fraternity hosts uh, uh, pageants, scholarship mm-hmm. pageants. Mm-hmm. I've produced every one since I've been an alpha. Wow. That does not mean that I've been doing stage plays, but I've been learning. Yeah. Working on your craft. Yeah, working on my craft. I love it. I love it. You're you're an author. Author. Tell us uh, about this book and where we can find it. Um, the book is called Dear Levites, Worship in Spirit and in Truth. Um, you can find it on Amazon. You just got to type in Dear Levites, L-E-V-I-T-E-S. Okay. Yeah, Dear Levites. Um, basically, in a, in, a, uh, in a quick story, it's just about my college experience from before I dropped out to a little bit after I dropped out. Okay. Um, what I feel as though the lessons that I learned with identity, the lessons that I learned with being truthful, mm-hmm. Um, what I learned about worship, everything that I learned in college during that time, I kind of just put in a book um, because it came from the Westchester Gospel Ministries choir asked me to come talk to them. And we were talking about being a Levite. And I was like, oh, wow, well, this is good. Hold on. Mm-hmm. So then I just started writing and that was a book. So, wow. But yeah, this life. I ain't, I ain't talking all church. Like you're going to find out some things about me. <laughs> Get the book. Everybody. My pastor already read it. So I'm trying to do that. Get the book. Uh, your social media handles. I want them to follow you on social media. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Isaiah underscore Tyree. Uh, T-Y-R-E-E. That's how you spell that. I also have my production page, ITR Productions. Um, that's for Instagram and TikTok. Good. That's it. So get the book. Follow them on social media. And last but not least, Leave us with something, a word, a takeaway that we can take with us into this week. Get ready to cross over. And it is so. Bro. And Jesus. Thank you for being you. Thank you. 100%. Um, This is the very beginning. And so we look forward to what's taking place. Um, and I'm I'm just excited to 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 walk with you pertaining to this man. So love you to life. Love you uh, too. He may be near a campus near you. All right. So stay tuned. All right. <laughs>